0: Hey Peter. Hey. Uh, whatever I say today, yes, I want you to say the opposite. No. Good. <laughs>
1: Bad. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Get out of my podcast.
0: Hi, <laughs> Madam Manus. Uh-huh. And Peter Martin. <laughs> I'm still trying to throw you, man. This is the, You'll hear-,
1: Nitram. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is the You'll hear It podcast. Uh, music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. It's opposite day around here, Peter. That's right. Remember that in elementary school? Of opposite course. Day? Everything's opposite day. That's right.
1: And you, Hey, teacher, you're an idiot. That's what I tried that one year. It didn't go it didn't over. Work. No, no. What you would do <laughs> yeah, is took you'd-, it too
0: literal. you'd be like, I like you. <laughs> right. And then you'd be like, oh, what? Like, it's opposite day. Right. Like, oh, you burned me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a good witty banter intro we're back on our game didn't you think no you don't think you got that, the look is that opposite day though are you doing opposite <laughs> no, day? I'm not, we're not doing opposite day yet because oh, we haven't introduced okay. it yeah. i thought you were doing no, the playground a, thing here no, of opposite no, i thought that day. was a good uh, intro agreed yeah I it's it was, been um it's been months to be frank since we've yeah, had a good no, one yeah it's been a while <laughs> it's gonna be back in the saddle with you got it back yeah um so good what's happening
0: Well today we're talking about um we're actually going to introduce a concept that um man there's so many in this book so been reading, and actually, all of Open Studio. We've started a book club here at Open yes. Studio. Uh, all of the employees. Have it's been called reading. the Open
1: Studio Book Club. Yeah. It's imaginatively <laughs> titled. It's We're a very creative bunch. This week on opposite, I mean, this day on opposite day, it's called the Not Open Studio Book Club.
0: But we've been reading Rick Rubin's new book. It's
1: called the Open Studio Book Burning Club today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're not going to burn any books. We've been reading Rick Rubin's new book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. Rick Rubin, of course, uh, legendary record producer yes. for everybody. But creative the force. 40, 50 years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, incredible creative dude and not a musician not an engineer not a producer really oh he is a producer but nothing technical really just kind of a kind of a a guru at getting the best out of really great artists yes and his book picture guy yeah big picture guy definitely like a mindfulness guy definitely a balance for sure a balance kind of guy definitely someone who i think is a great leader in in doing some really important things that leaders are usually really good at, which is getting the best out of people, right? Yeah. Like having people discover parts about themselves, get that, the right
1: people in the room, yeah, get the best work out of them. Yeah,
0: longtime vegan as well, yeah, OG but vegan. But it's an amazing book. I, I we recommend it to anybody, any creative person. I think you would get a lot out of it. I mean, if you're especially if you're into sort of the mindfulness th- part of things, or even you know whatever it is that you're into as far as productivity or or your practice game. I think this you would find some very helpful things on this. We're going and to touch on just a very small uh,
1: chapter, it's but a, it's a, but a great part of it. And I just before we get into that particular one, I just say the, the title of the book is "The Creative Act." We highly recommend it. Um, well, I I think not just don't be put off or or don't get put into a box as far as like this is about doing artistic things only. This is really I think applicable to all aspects. Yeah. Many many aspects of of our lives and our endeavors, be it in business, be it in the arts, all these things. It's like how does how do you get a creative mindset for everything? Life is a creative act. Exactly. Living like, is a creative like, how acts. are you going to walk down the street? How are you going to do anything? You're I think dress the morning. It's so all inclusive in terms of its creativity. One hundred percent.
0: And and actually, that's the first point he makes in the book, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. But we're
1: talking about here. This
0: is a chapter that's a page and a half long, but it's something I read this morning, and I thought it would just be perfect to bring into this because. It, it as soon as i read it i realized like oh this is like a technique that i already do that i've you know how like we call that confirmation bias well yeah for sure <laughs> but but it's something that i do that i've never named or really pulled out i i think i've actually talked about it a couple of times on the on the podcast about sort of when you're stuck improvising mm. but it's also something that can you can use when you're sort of in a rut with anything you're doing. And it's it's to consider the opposite of what you're doing. So we can put this in several different contexts. I've put it in the context before here, Peter, of when you're improvising, sometimes, we all do this, where your hands start playing just what they already know. Like Mm -hmm. you start playing things that are are pretty prescriptive from your end. There's yeah. nothing really in the moment or creative about what you're doing. You're kind of playing lick A into insert lick A. Maybe into a little this. too comfortable. A comfort little too- zone, but not a positive comfort zone. And, and I don't mean like you're just using language in an interesting way. You're using language, but it's not very inspired. It's not very interesting.
1: Like so- it's like if you're having a conversation and someone said, you're just Using what you're just talking
0: right now, yeah. aren't you? You're not, you're not saying saying telling anything. a story exactly. Yeah.
1: You're not really engaged. That's probably the the biggest
0: mark of this is actually not what you're playing, but it's kind of how you're feeling, right? Which is not very engaged, not very in the moment, not very connected to what's yeah. happening. Whenever I feel that way, the first thing I usually do is tell myself, "Do the opposite." Whatever's happening here. So if I'm just like, you know, <laughs> we just we're listening to my favorite things from McCoy, yeah. so I got that. Now that all sounds fine, but I'm not super engaged with what's going. On. I'm kind of doing things. I'm I'm like, oh, I'll try this thing. <laughs> that sounds great, but I'm doing things that whatever. I will think, and I'm just not engaged the way yeah. it feels. I will think, do the opposite. And so, that can mean anything. That can mean just then now doing <laughs> just taking myself out of what's being just prescribed here, that could mean, you know, just just starting to explore in a way that's not what I've been doing. And then once I've been doing that for a while, maybe that becomes a little bit like, uh, so do the opposite. But reading this chapter today, I was thinking about like, man, this could really work for almost any part of it, describing how it's not just doing the opposite. What you're really doing is finding a balance, right? Mm. You're like discovering This part of yourself, the thing that's wrote that you're not connected to, that's actually a big, important part of you. And when you go to the opposite end of whatever that is, whether that's something as minuscule as the language you're playing during a solo, or even how you structure your career or -hmm. your life or the decisions you make, finding like just considering the opposite end of the spectrum helps to find some balance.
1: Yeah, it's great. And then I think, um, you know, Rick Rubin brings in the Analogy in terms of that balance of the seesaw. Yeah. You know, and I love thinking about things that are very simple. Obviously, a seesaw, like the visual. We have the visual. We also have, if you can remember, if you were as a kid, played on a seesaw. Yeah. So important for kids to get out and play. I'm not talking about playing a seesaw video game. No, I'm get talking about there. an actual seesaw. A little your knees. dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, right. up. Fall, yeah, yeah, Fall off the seesaw a little bit, but you actually learn how to feel that. And so it's like, how do you take and by in terms of balance, it's like if you're a seesaw, if you're, you know, in for for your example in terms of improvising, if kind of playing by rote, playing what's most comfortable, zoning out, but not mm. in a flow state kind of a way. If that's the equivalent to like, you know, a fat dude sitting on one end of the seesaw, right? It's like, okay, how do you do the opposite? Well, we want to get into balance. So it's not like let's get a fatter guy to sit on the other side in terms of our concept and then boom. By the way, I love this analogy. <laughs> sorry. Keep going. Keep no. going. No, I'm sorry. A more portly gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's what you considered better? <laughs> I don't know. What That's do I good. say? Here? Keep going. Keep going. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, ah, the ideas are so, but it's like, how do you get that seesaw into balance? Like it's never like, oh, we're gonna measure this and do the exact opposite. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, yeah. right? And you remember that when you're like yeah. on that seesaw? That's what balance is. Balance is a feeling, it's a physical right. feeling. And it's and it's I love these things that explain. There's a science beneath it as well as like where the fulcrum is or whatever. Yeah. So cause remember sometimes you, you, you know, like we can feel things that are way above our pay grade, that are above our intellectual capacity that we to can't understand. Name. Yeah. That's right. That's not yet. Um, and maybe never, but that doesn't mean you can't become a master. Because remember how if somebody was heavier than you, you'd have to put, was it like you'd push back? Or, you could uh, move the seesaw. You, you'd have to move. At yeah, least our you,
0: old school dangerous 80s seesaw. <laughs> exactly. You could, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, but I'm saying you'd have to scoot up further or, or back. That's all part of that balancing. So it's the same thing when we're in a solo. When we're practicing, Mm -hmm. when we're working on improvising, when we're adjusting our mind to like how we're going to need to be able to react to the moment when you're playing with others, right? All these different variables. So if you understand those opposite... Um, actions that you would do on the seesaw to get into balance, and then you can play with it. And then the art is like, how do you do it without being like, ah, I made it perfect, now I'm in balance. It's like, no, boom, boom, you know, like how do you yeah. how do you pull and push and pull? I mean, what we listened to in, in the last episode with McCoy Tyner and Elvin Jones, what a balance, what a dance of opposites and back and forth and volleying yeah. of ideas yeah. and, and a seesaw act that's so exhilarating to the listener. Well, and that doesn't, that, that finding the balance, that
0: doesn't mean that you just run away from what was pulling the seesaw down in the first place that's right right actually going to the opposite can help you uh, and 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 Rick Rubin talks about this even if you don't use what's on the opposite right like exploring like okay I'm a I'm a pianist that does this kind of improvised music that's an identity that I have right that's something that I a story that I tell myself if I if I go to make something with that identity mm-hmm. in mind without exploring like well, wait what if I don't do this as a pianist who's does this thing what if mm. i took this from uh, you know i i maybe i pick up the guitar and i try to make this music mm. and figure that out or whatever whatever that is or i bring someone else in and i don't even make the music i just help write it like that kind of thing just exploring that idea that could actually help you as a pianist who makes this sort of improvised music right you can explore different parts of yourself that Actually help you on that main thing. It doesn't. You don't have to always go run towards the opposite. But just considering the opposite of big picture things, little picture things. We get a lot of questions around here about like, well, how do I know when I'm done practicing this particular concept? Like, when should I move on? That's a seesaw thing. Yeah, that's like okay. You're feel like when you feel disengaged from the material when you, you when you're not present with it yeah. go explore the opposite end of the of the seesaw right go listen to a bunch of music if you've oh. been practicing technique for a bunch right go listen to some eric dolphy right you know what i mean go see what if you've been listening to a bunch of eric dolphy go listen to some oscar peterson go listen to some seesaws <laughs> no, but you know what I mean?
1: Like just exploring those, yeah. those other ends of ourselves. But it's so important, like you mentioned about how do you know if you're done with it, you know, where to move on from a technical practice or if you're feeling disengaged. That's why it's so important to be present and to understand and part of that journey of practice, though, because if you're not – and this is a continuum, you have to constantly work on – your concentration and your engagement totally because sometimes something becomes difficult something becomes uncomfortable something seems complex because you've created a story yep uh, because it is hard for you or
0: someone's told you that's what you should be doing right yeah. right
1: there's you know all these different things or all oh, my muscles started like there's a lot of different things that can happen but then you could use the excuse of like I'm not engaged anymore I'm going to move on from this like that you have to understand you I mean if you're physically hurting or You can't concentrate on something. That's a reason enough to leave it and come back to it. But I think we have to understand... What those feelings are, you know, like and and this is why I think getting in touch with something else than your main instrument, playing another instrument, athletics, walk. I mean, there's so many different things that we can think about these sitting on a seesaw, life, you know, life, yeah. right? Get a relationships. Get a feel for these different things so that when you come back to the piano, you come back to your instrument, you come back to a a solo, you'll kind of be able to, you know, go through that meditative process of like, Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm feeling discomfort, but is that because I'm disengaged, or or maybe I'll you know I'll embrace the discomfort a little bit because I'm actually engaged in this technical endeavor to get better. Well, discomfort. I'm, yeah, it doesn't have to mean you're not engaged, right? Yeah, right. But there are false signals. It's like, how does it actually feel? I've been thinking about this with my running journey, and I I, I went into the thing of like learning about becoming a better runner, trying to. Become a better runner. And I've, and I'm starting to learn about that, but I'm so grateful for all it's brought to my piano and music making journey, and hopefully in sort of how I'm able to teach and talk about some of this stuff. But it's just like little things that are clearer with running, because it's such a kind of basic sport in a way. It's like everybody can do it that has, that's able bodied in terms of their, you know, having legs and that kind of, like if you can, and, um, so there's not like the strat- There's not a strategy until you get to the higher levels, I guess, or whatever. So we can bring back some of those elements to playing the piano. I think playing the piano, playing music, improvising, these different things. There's great things that we can take to this and take to other parts of our lives totally. too. But sometimes it's analogous. Sometimes it's not. But I think about like there's certain things about running faster that if you can base it down, you can break it down to the seesaw thing of like you can take a longer stride. But then you're going to be probably moving a little bit slower because it's going to take you longer for that slide. Or, or you can keep your stride the same, but 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 move a little faster. The cadence is a little bit quicker. So it's like all the end result you're looking for is speed. But the, in in actuality, what you're looking for is like the journey. Right. Like where where do I get that balance between cadence and stride length that I can sustain it for the longest possible period, maybe not happily, but without collapsing. It's like you start to get a feel for some of those things. And once I realized that, I was like, wow, well, how do I do that within A solo. It's like because being creative versus playing by road, that's one balance that we're doing. Being able to play with our left hand versus the right, left and right are opposite, right? But we have to bring them together. Like how do we balance those
0: things? That's a perfect example. So our our dear friend Jeffrey Kieser, friend of the show, open studio artist. Yeah. You know, well known for being a a really creative pianist, especially with how he approaches things. And he talks about this all the time, about Trying different things Mm -hmm. in your improvisation practice, and so you know the title of this episode, Peter, is the art of balance, breaking the rules. One of the things you can do is identify, okay, what are the rules I'm imposing on my running or my my playing right now? Yes, because we all are doing it. It's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. Like there might be a rule. Okay, well I'm taking a solo. Right hand is going to do the solo. Right, left hand hand
1: accompanies right hand
0: solos. Arbitrary rule that you're putting on yourself because you've heard it and someone told you. But you can totally explore starting your solo out with your left hand or ending your solo with your left hand there's no rules that that aren't there to be broken yes and breaking those rules and exploring that other side that's how that's the art that's the art of the balance is identifying the rule and then exploring with breaking some of those rules and just poking around and what's there in that little mess
1: you know such a great thing specifically i think this concept for practicing improv and you said you know i think with keys you said you know a great practicing improvise like i don't think he's somebody like that is never thinking about let me practice this and i'm a practice it's all with the end result of becoming a better improviser you're practicing the journey you're right but like to have this thing of like breaking rules and exploring that is so great for the practice part in specific because it enables you to have a better chance of of continuing that mentality and that mindset when you get into actually improvising but it also reinvigorates or can reinvigorate and kind of reignite that fire for your practice because right. it becomes like fun you're exploring these things it's not just like oh I got to check all these different boxes you're still going to end up checking boxes but you don't necessarily know as you're going in how you're going to do it when you start talking about balancing and opposites and doing what some would say is wrong or is right like that just really frees you up for the journey to be fun it's also more times than not I think in a put you in a position to make some really good progress also. Totally. Which as we know is never linear anyway. Because so because we know it, there's no way to do it exactly like this. You might as well have fun as you're going. Well and up also and
0: down. don't forget, as you break the rule, that means that you also are identifying that there's a rule. Yeah. So you are learning about what you do. Yeah. Even as you try to break through that stuff, you're like, well, if I'm breaking something, what is it? what, yeah. what is I'm breaking? Right. You know, and that kind of
1: helps you to see where you are and what you're working on. And That's- it can be such a cool thing. Like the rules then become more like We're not suggesting throw all the rules out and just play random, but it's like the rules can become more like guardrails, like for your practice. We talk about restrictive practice and stuff, but that can be a shifting thing. The restriction that we put on our practice, we can turn that upside down. We can do the opposite of that, right? It's like, okay, we're gonna play with only half notes. You know, we talk about this. And get a little more complicated with with your that's writing. It's a little rule that you're putting on yourself, right? I'm gonna do a little rule here in my practice. Right.
0: So what would the opposite of that be? Is to not do steady half notes.
1: No half notes No right? half
0: notes. Okay, this is already hard for me to Yeah, but it? that's a rule you're can I do it without doing any
1: half notes. Like you're gonna to anticipate to oh Right. So it's guardrail still but, but now that's it's a not new as much rule. Of a rule rule. Yeah. No half
0: notes, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah. It's really it's, it's endless this but this is what being a
1: person is—is is right. like exploring these boundaries. And the, I think when people talk about like you know things, little aphorisms that can seem trite and 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 silly, there's a lot of like human yearning within that. I don't want to live my life in a box. I don't want the man to hold me down. I don't want to just do what society says. Like this, this is about breaking rules, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about breaking laws and being a you know an idiot or like just. Destroying society that's what we're talking about. We're talking about like glad you clarified that yes yeah, sorry. Wait, was anyone thinking that you know a little disclaimer No, but I mean you 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 would think about like when people say they don't want to live life in a box I what I get out of that is like they want to have an artistic flair They want to have a creativity to things that they do, which I think is great because why should we I mean It's easier for us as artists artists or as they say in France artists, you know to live creatively, but everybody can do that. That's like the fun of this. And sometimes we look at certain cultures or societies, and a lot of times it's a stereotype, but we're like, you know, the Italians, they live life with such a flair, such a um, joie de vivre, I guess that'd be more French or anything. But it's like, Part of that is like, yeah, you could sit on the on, on a, on a street in a nice – in any neighborhood in Milan having a espresso and watching people walk by. And a lot of them are going to be more artfully dressed with a little bit of a flair. But they kind of broke some rules and things. I mean think about that in fashion. You yeah. know? Like you break a rule. You do something opposite. You try to balance something out. You try not to balance it. Just trying is living outside of the box. Hey, listen.
0: People said that no one would listen to a, a podcast from two idiot <laughs> – Pianists talking about their favorite music. Is anyone
1: still listening? Probably not. Hello. Probably not. We don't care about those rules. We're we're
0: we're, we're breaking the
1: rules. Wait, we're hold on. This is
0: how we're gonna do it. Okay.
1: Wake up. See, that's the thing. If anybody's still, you know, how you fall asleep and you yeah. listen to the podcast, that's the only t- time you get to the end. Well, and let's remind people here: if you're on YouTube, we've we got, got a, a rule for them, don't we? We got a rule. And <laughs> it's not, now this is not a rule. This is a law. It's an ag- well. It's an agreement. It's an agreement. It's a legal doctrine. It's a gentleman and ladies agreement. Gentlemen and ladies, agreement, and it's 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 actually required. It is required. So it's a mandatory agreement. So the agreement is we make this show. Yes. What artfully? I mean,
0: the show is in a couple of quotation marks. So take that for what it it's is. It's a well balanced, well oiled machine. Well, <laughs> and then you, our I mean, dear listener, especially dear if you're on YouTube, on the you'll hear it you'll, YouTube channel. It doesn't matter where they are. Doesn't matter where they are. Doesn't matter. Yeah, either. no, you're right. That's that's yeah. my own, I'm putting my Get own balance, rules <laughs> on this. I need to break through my own rules on this. Uh, wherever
1: you are, yeah. you need to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Right, and actually just go to YouTube. It doesn't matter if you're not watching oh, yeah, it there. yeah. Okay. Just go to YouTube and search, that's an easy rules. place to do it. <laughs> I gotta learn the rules. You gotta like and subscribe the channel. Yeah. Um, and um. That's, that's, that's it, that's the agreement. Yeah. Thank you for making it this far and, and adhering to the agreement. Well, people have been commenting, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of people have been commenting Agreement adhered to. That's right. And we love those comments. And after we've delivered another brilliant episode, all I can say is, agreement adhered to for providing it. And you'll hear it.